Hey everybody. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> no, I know you're probably wondering. How dare how dare Sunny hop on here with a smile in her voice saying hey everybody and our episode is late. How dare she? Yeah, how dare I? Mm-mm-mm. Life's crazy. Um, we're going to get into that in a second. I just want to say welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back to the ne- the, our final episode of the year of TST. Okay, the sex talk. Yo, y'all, I just have to express gratitude for just everything. Um, 2021 has definitely been a challenging year. It's a transformative year. A lot of change, a lot of lessons, experiences, um, a lot of opportunities, um, a lot of different insights on things, different conversations. I definitely got to connect um, with a a lot of different people who have expressed gratitude for this space. And so um, I just really appreciate all the support, all of the people who have been consistently supporting me since day one, since... um, uh, since like our first two sex talks that we did on the other Instagram, um, my Instagram, and then we created our own space and here we are. Um, it's, a, it's about to be almost two years later. That's insane. And this is the last episode of season four. That's insane to me. Um, just to carve out a space that we really needed and, to be like the the host of this space like it really 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 means a lot because I have learned a lot I have taught a lot I've had a lot of conversations um I had no idea that I would assume the role of a sex educator when I first embarked on this journey and it just happened and I you know I just said all that to say thank you and also to say you know if you have an idea don't make yourself small don't let fear get in your head start small and you know just take off steps baby steps one step at a time because that's how it happened you know for me you know like I think I've talked about it um on different occasions how this the this podcast was birthed from my walk with sexual discipline so from day one like thousands of days ago you know like thousands of days ago as soon as I stepped into that journey of sexual discipline I had so many questions that I couldn't find that were um I couldn't find the answers to them in a way that I could understand or in a way that made sense to me and so um and just to know that there's you know people who actually want to talk about this stuff um out there I just had to put myself out there I had to make myself vulnerable put myself out there and start talking about it and here we are today so thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you um it just feels so good I'm so grateful and I'm ready for season five I have some really dope things that you know we're gonna talk about I got some dope friends who are gonna come join us and y'all think that I'm something special wait till you meet my friends (laughs) shout out to y'all you know who you are Shout out to you, meet my friends. Shout out to my friends that you guys will meet next year. Um, and shout out to the topics that we're going to discuss next year. Um, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be good. It's going to be crazy good. It's going to be so good. So anyway, like I said, 
I mean, like I always do, I like to introduce myself because I don't assume that everybody who's listening to this episode right now has been listening um, prior to this episode. So if you are under the sound of my voice, hi. Hi, how are you? My name is Sunny. I'm 29. My pronouns are she, her. I identify as queer. Um, I am black, African-American. And my relationship to this topic today is building better boundaries. Um, So to get into today's topic is boundaries. Say it with me. Boundaries. Um, In the name of boundaries, I've actually had a lot of conversations with people about boundaries because I'm very vocal about mine. And, um, you know, shout out to the people who make themselves vulnerable enough to approach me and ask me questions about boundaries. I want to let you know that there's no such thing as a stupid question. And I'll never judge anybody for asking me how to establish a boundary because shit, we can learn together. Um, And me personally, I've only been practicing boundaries, like establishing boundaries with people for like five, four or five years. Um, And that was four or five years ago is when I realized I didn't have boundaries. And that's why I had like my mental health was all over the place. I had horrible relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't like the ecosystem I had around myself because no, like I didn't respect myself. I didn't have self-worth and, um, it was reciprocated from the people that I allowed into my life. Um, and so there's a lot that comes with boundaries and I'm going to talk about it today. Um, so yeah. Um, Shout out to y'all. Shout out to the people who are building better boundaries in their life, um, because I genuinely believe that uh, boundaries are a part of healing your mental health, um, especially when it comes to anxiety. I feel like people who deal with anxiety on a very intense level, it's because you know um, they're like, and I'm speaking from experience. There's probably a root of people pleasing, being uh, codependent. Um, surrounded by narcissists, all these different things, all these different people around you who are just sucking you dry and not pouring back into you and you not requesting that. And there's layers to it. And this is, like I said, the conversation doesn't stop here and I can't have the conversation without you. So please don't hesitate to let me know what you think about this. But also it's important to be mindful that we contribute to our mental health um, positive and negative. And so I just want to start this conversation off by setting the intention and letting anybody know if you're listening to this whoever it is I don't give a fuck who you are genuinely if you're listening to this and you think that you're not strong enough to establish boundaries I'm here to tell you that that's a lie and I want to set set the intention of you know challenging whoever's listening to this to establish even if it's one boundary in the new year if it's one boundary with yourself or others my intent to have this conversation is to encourage people to build better boundaries for better mental health, better experiences, um, relationships, and, and better relationship with self, you know? So, boom, here's a quick update. I got COVID. <laughs> I got COVID, and that's why I was not um, in a good space to do the episode. And I wasn't going to post about it because, um, you know, I let the people know who I need to let know. And then I let the people know I just didn't want y'all to worry about me um because I'm, I'm I was just fine um COVID ain't no bitch though um but yeah it, it took a lot out of me I'm sure you can hear it in my voice still a little bit I did my second test today and it came back negative and I've been quarantining I'm still gonna you know I'm still gonna take it slow until January uh, January 4th um just to rest up and everything like that because that de- COVID definitely it's 
it, like I said, it ain't no bitch. And so it, it, um, having a quarantine put a lot into perspective for me and it's different. It's a different type of boundary, right? It, um, I, I wanted to respect my body and really take my quarantine seriously. So I did reach out and let people know like, Hey, I can't do this or do that. Whether it was socially distanced or masked. Um, and, and just allowing people to, you know, be there for me, love on me, drop off food. Shout out to everybody who's dropped off food, love, and um, sent care packages. Y'all are greatly appreciated. Um, and the cash apps and Venmo so that I can, like, get what I needed. I really appreciate that so much. Um, that meant a lot. So I couldn't have did the quarantine without y'all. You you feel me? Um so yeah, um, but I'm doing a lot better. I still got a little raspiness in my voice. My throat is a little dry, and I still got a little phlegm in my throat. Um, but I'm well, I'm like 90% better than I was um, the day that this episode was supposed to air. So yeah, be careful out there. It's crazy how the numbers spiked out of nowhere. Um, do I think that that was like? Do I think that that was like a coincidence? No, I don't believe in coincidences. Um, but all I'm going to say is please protect yourself. Um, I know the vaccine can be a political thing and the booster shot and all that. All I'm just going to say is protect yourself. Do what you need to do to protect yourself and stay socially distanced. Um, I feel like in Minnesota, so I'm in the Twin Cities, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota. And, um, and I think that we're on the top of the list of the highest COVID cases. Don't quote me on it. Um, I didn't Google it, but I have been hearing that. But um, yeah, just be careful. Please be careful. Take care of your body and establish that boundary. If you if you if you want to practice a boundary, practice the six feet boundary. Let people know six feet, my nigga. <laughs> well, I mean, not everybody can say my nigga, but you know. <laughs> so anyway, welcome back. Um, Please feel free to invite your friends to join this conversation with you. Um, share, share comments, email us, uh, share this episode with folks who you think would be interested in talking about boundaries. Um, and if you want to support the sex talk, please continue to do so by sharing our social media, encouraging people to follow, engage with our posts, share our content. Also, feel free to donate via Cash App or Venmo at TSTTV143. Again, that's TST. TV143. And if you don't have Cash App or Venmo and you want to use a different avenue to send a donation, email us or DM us on Instagram or Facebook um, and let us know what's tea. Okay. So let's get into it. I hope you're nice and cozy and enjoying this conversation. Or maybe you're on your way to work. Or maybe you're just sitting at your desk. Or maybe you're you got you got you got your headphones in in the bed. You chilling. Whatever you're doing, I hope that you um consume this conversation in um in a real comfortable way. So let's uh define boundaries, right? So the definition of boundary number one is a line that marks the limits of an area or a divided line. And number two is a limit of a subject or sphere of activity. And so um, those are the Google definitions. I think that the def- the definition, just by design and the way that they uh, explained it, like those definitions are more so tangible boundaries. Um, when they say a divided line or a sphere, sphere of activity, 
like physical and tangible, not necessarily like the type of boundaries that we're going to get into, but y'all know how I like to define shit before I tap in. So boom, let's get into the type of boundaries. So I'm going to list them and then I'm going to define them for you, right? So we got rigid boundaries, physical, time, conversational, relationship, personal, and sexual those are the list of boundaries that I uh, chose. Now, do I think this list is way longer than this? Absolutely. Um, are there lists that I probably can't find? Yeah, totally. But like I said, the conversation doesn't stop here. And, the, and this isn't this isn't end all be all. This isn't law just because I chose these um, these few to talk about. Um, I know that there's way more boundaries than this or way more ti- uh, titles to boundaries. Um so this is just what we're going to start with. I just want to say that this ain't this ain't the cap to what boundaries can be like or what they can be defined as. OK, so the reason why I put rigid boundaries at the top of the list is because self-disclosure. I um, a few sessions ago with my therapist, uh, I was explaining some situations to her that I've been working through um, this year and um, in past relationships that I've been involved in, like, you know, from childhood type shit that sometimes those situations come up. And I'm just like, you know, because of this, I don't want that to happen again and da da da. And so this is how I am. And I like to I like to believe that I communicate in a very trans transparent way. And I try to put it out there to, to let people know how I operate so that I can give them a choice to decide what they want to do. And um and stuff like that. And so she had she had acknowledged that there might be some rigidity in my boundaries. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. And the reason why I I want to acknowledge, too, that I've only been practicing boundaries for four or five years is because I'm 29. Right. I was not raised in an environment. And shout out to the people who were because I don't want to I don't want to just say that um, nobody in the world was raised with boundaries in this and the third. I, w- I want to believe that. And I'm sure that there are people there are people in the world who were raised with secure attachment and secure, confident relationships and just healthy ways of bonding. And didn't have to, you know what I'm saying, like, fall into these unhealthy patterns to, you know, give and receive love, right? And I want to I, I wanna believe that that's the same for people with boundaries. I believe that there's, fa- there's parents and families out there who raise their children and their families in a very intentional way so that their children can have autonomy over their life and they can have confidence to communicate, hold, hold people accountable and advocate for themselves, right? And that's something that I want. That's something I instill in my relationship with my niece. I always tell her, you could tell me no if you don't want me to hug you, if you don't want me to kiss you, if you don't want me to, um, if you don't want to share your food with me, if you don't want me to tickle you, whatever it is. And I I do my best to ask consent most often, um, as as often as I can with her and multiple people like that I've been in physical contact with. But I like to, you know, so... And establish those boundaries with people. So um, when it comes to rigid rigid boundaries, like rigidity in your boundaries, I think that I'm so rigid about my boundaries at times because I haven't been practicing them so long. And then there's like this, there's like this guilt and burden that comes with it because you, you're like, are you fucking serious? Like all this time, I've been having all this anxiety and this pain and this turmoil I've been going through because I didn't understand how to establish a boundary with a motherfucker. It'll never happen again. I'll never let it happen again. But you know, it be happening, and that and that's okay. <laughs> so anyway, what's a rigid boundary? A person who always keeps others at a distance, whether emotionally, physically, or otherwise. 
is said to uh, have rigid boundaries. Alternatively, someone who tends to get too involved with others have porous boundaries. And so um, I could definitely agree. I've definitely gotten feedback in this last year from a a few of my friends um, about them feeling like I was distant when they first met me. And um, especially this guy I've been seeing, like he said that too. And I'm like, um, sir, I don't know you. So I'm, you know, like, of course, I'm going to see, I'm going to be a bit distant. I'm like that with everybody, you know? And so I think like when it comes to like, I can, I want to speak on behalf of people who might have rigid boundaries. I plan to, you know, relax at some point, but I have to find safety within our relationship before I could do that. Now, uh, is it a defense mechanism, a trauma response? Probably totally like I'm not I'm not um combating that at all um but I think it's really important to really take your time and be patient um because we're all wounded humans we've come we all have a past and we make a choice and so if you choose people who you notice have boundaries and sometimes they're a little rigid and distant take your time take your time to get to know them and build that trust build that relationship it takes time you know what I'm saying and and there's no rush you know so yeah and when it comes to people with porous boundaries that's a trigger for me when when I'm around people who lack boundaries it it triggers me because I'm a hilly codependent right and so I don't like to get clobbered with people their situations their families their other friends because you never know how people operate and I don't want to be involved in people's nonsense you know what I'm saying like (laughs) so I'll let people know straight up like this how I rock you know what I'm saying left right up down inside and out and so um and so I, I I'm working on you know not being as rigid with the people that I've built that trust with but it is really really it is really real and I think people who who have porous boundaries um typically haven't started their work yet or like they're they're they have um I was watching this documentary about a woman who had experienced a level of different traumas and um, and abuses. And they were just talking about psychologically people who were people who experienced a certain type of abuse or a certain amount of abuse um, can't really take two boundaries like they can't compute boundaries um, mentally, like genuinely in their mind. And so I'm like, damn, like that's that's a heart like you know I have empathy for a situation like that and however if if you know what I'm saying if you're in relationship with people like that uh family friends romantic whatever um it's really important to it's really important to uh be aware of those type of things and ask the questions ask the questions you need to to figure out like are you tracking what I'm saying can you retain this information do you understand why this boundary is important you know what I'm saying? Because if you, you're dealing with people or you're a person who have been violated by people you're supposed to trust, i.e. family, like uh, mother, father, parent, um, spiritual leader, uh, you know, boss, manager, that power dynamic. If those type of people who are in power, in pl- places of power in your life and they, ooh, if, and they <laughs> violated boundary or harmed you, it could probably your brain you know what I'm saying? Our brains can really go like our, our brains can really transform in a way where it's like, I can't, I don't, I'm not tracking what you're saying. I don't understand why this boundary is important or I don't even understand what boundaries are. 
So boom, that's rigid boundaries and porous boundaries, um, right? So boom, then we got physical boundaries. A physical boundary is a boundary that we set for ourselves to ensure physical safety and proximity, including boundaries surrounding sexuality, where and when we go places, and um, what we are comfortable with physically from others. And so physical boundaries are uh, really important, like it says, when it comes to physical safety. Um, In our conversation about anxiety, I talked about how anxiety can be There's pros and cons to anxiety. So sometimes our bodies will get anxious when um, an alarm in our body will go off when it's a situation is reminding us of something um, that have happened or danger that could happen. Right. And so I think the example I gave in that conversation was um, you're standing on the edge of a cliff. I'm going to have anxiety because danger is on the other side of this cliff if I take another step, right? So that's that's a very like blatant example of anxiety. Um or it could be a, a situation like, you know, say you're say you're uh think of another example, think of another <laughs> I was about to use an example that's just really different to me. And it's not my example to use, so I'm trying to think of another example when it comes to a physical boundary. Um, oh, how about this? COVID. I don't know where I got it. I don't know who gave it to me exactly or who I actually got in contact with because um, in the Twin Cities dance community, there was a, a spike in COVID cases. And um, I spent a lot of time with different dancers in the communities. And so I could have gotten it from anybody at any time. Um, and so now, you know, moving forward, I'll probably establish a physical boundary of keeping my mask on while I'm at a session or when I'm dancing with my friends or like just eliminating hugging or close proximity, um, interactions for now until the numbers go down or whatever we do to make it better. Um, but yeah, so I might have anxiety if I go to a session and I feel like somebody's too close to me or, um, talking to me and they don't, they don't have a mask on, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, physical boundaries. Uh, let's talk about time boundaries. Okay. Time is important. Time is special. I think that when it comes to, when it comes to time, when somebody, I feel like if I give you my time, I really care about you. You mean something to me. And if I, if I have, if I, if I like establish time between us, like uninterrupted time that's you know like that's important to me so the definition of a time boundary is um you know times that we set to create a healthy mindset and a schedule for ourselves um this can include setting limits on how much time we spend with someone or doing a certain activity or setting time boundaries for work or school home life and i also put relationship balance a home life balance and relationship balance relationship balance wasn't in there so I added it into the definition because I think time boundaries with people are really important because like when you're when like, uh, for example, when I'm spending time with my closest friends, I'll 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 um, keep well, I'll keep my phone on silent, but I also keep it away because like my friends spending time with me means a lot to me. And we all have lives. We have schedules. We have things that we need to do. Um, and especially if you have to get up early in the morning or if I have to get up early in the morning and I choose to spend time with you in the evening, like that really means a lot to me. So I want to be present for that. Right. And especially if a friend needed to have a conversation or vice versa, like I value people's time. 
But me valuing my time and people's time came with establishing boundaries and building self-respect for myself, right? And so when it comes to relationships, um, too, I think it's really important to have interrupted, uninterrupted time with you and your partner um, and your loved ones. Um, like I said, same with friends. Schedule, school, work, um, other obligations, duties that you have to take care of. And so I think that it's really important to have time boundaries with people because... Um, you should not only respect people's time, but also respect, uh, uh like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Too much time with any person can be overwhelming. I believe everybody should have breaks at, from time to time, whether it be parents and their children, um, partners in relationships, friends, friendships. I think it's healthy for friends to have other friends and spend time with their other friends. Um, and then when it's our time to spend time together, then it's our time, you know, but it just goes back to the ecosystem that I've talked about before. Um, I, I think that not one person should be somebody's everything. Been there, done that, got a t-shirt, knitted a sweater, made a mixtape, all that good stuff. It's not healthy to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, there was a time where I had a friend where I was her only friend. That did not give me a lot of space to be human. <laughs> okay. When I say been there and done that. And we were in our friendship for a long time. And I've referred to this uh, relationship from time to time. I won't disclose their name. But in hindsight, I was young, codependent, didn't know no better. I had other friends, but they didn't. Um, and for some reason, like that kind of, I, I for some reason, I feel like it made me feel like it, it gave me, it, it was a confidence booster, but really it wasn't, you know, because I, you know, I'm like, oh, you're, I'm the only one you can trust and da, da, da. Uh, but really it's that that's not how it works and I was young I was young will I ever <laughs> let me tell you something if you ever tell me I'm your only friend again I mean anybody in the world <laughs> we gonna go find you some more friends boo boo we gonna crack because Sunny gonna fuck up <laughs> Sunny's human <laughs> Sunny needs space okay so yeah three to five friends I need a three to five friends clearance for all my other friends all my other fr you know what I'm about to check on this I got to text all my friends after this. Like, you got... How many friends you got outside of me? Because if you don't got enough, we, we might need to go find you some more. <laughs> Hashtag ecosystem. So let's talk about conversational boundaries. So a conversational boundary is a limit where... Um, about what topics we are open to discussing and what topics we do not feel comfortable talking about. This can include many different topics, such as politics, religion sexual content and many more and so um and I'm gonna get into it in a little bit but like I said uh I was I was going over the notes um before I did this and I was just saying to the person I was talking to um I just feel like when it comes to these when it comes to these boundaries all of them are interchangeable because like I'm, we're gonna get into sexual boundaries and I made it last on purpose but conversational boundaries can be a sexual boundary as well because if you do not like to talk about sexual content, um, that's a boundary you can set with someone. But but if someone sets a boundary with you saying that they don't want to talk about sexual content and then you continue to have that conversation, that is sexual harassment. And I think that's what we don't understand about harm and harassment um, and violations is that it could be verbal. You can be verbally harassed. You can be sexually uh, harassed verbally, right? Um, cause you got your people who are like, oh yeah, I'm blah, 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 just saying all this cat calling you or, um, cat, I mean, people have cat called me, talked about my body 
in a way that they thought that was compliment. I, if you know me, you know that I do not like being catcalled. I don't like people commenting on my body, my clothes, my face. None of that. You, none of it. None of it. You want to impress me? Talk about my character. You want to understand my character? You got to get to know me. It's a trap. <laughs> Think you're going to impress me talking about my booty? I know it's big. I've had it for a long time. Okay? Sexual content. Or even like, uh, for example, there's been people who are like, uh, ask me about my podcast when I say it's the sex talk. And they assume that I'm just in here talking about some, yeah, because last night. (laughs) And that's not the case. I'm talking about sex in a very research-based way. And also, I don't want to violate myself and violate others by disclosing my personal shit. I think that's inappropriate. Um, But, you know, we're going to talk about consent in a minute. But I think it's really important to establish conversational boundaries with people when you want to discuss certain things. Because there's trauma that comes with these things. And then there's just limits that come with these things. Me personally, I don't talk about religion with anybody. I don't talk about religion with just anybody. The people that I trust talking about religion. I have a lot of religious trauma, right? So the people I talk about religious things with, we have similar theology and we're, we're probably on a similar path of deconstructing Christianity in particular, okay? So I'm not just going to strike up a conversation with a pastor off the street and be like, yeah, what you think about religion? Because I might have to knock his ass out on me, you know what I'm saying? But, like, it's same with sexual content. Like, um, like, I have friends where, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just have so much respect for each other that if I'm going to disclose something sexual i'll ask consent like do you do do i have consent to tell you something um about personal about me regarding sex um and of course that can be a mouthful at times but you put it into practice so many for so long it'll just come automatic it's asking consent to disclose certain you know what i'm saying like but yes (laughs) what do you think about that Okay, so then we got relationship boundaries. So relationship boundaries are limits that you discuss and agree upon with your partner, family, co-workers, and close friends. I know I said this before. Your co-workers aren't your friends, okay? Your co-workers aren't your friends, all right? If you got people in your life that you work with and you calling them your friends, I'm here to tell you they're not your friend, Okay? Oh, my God. I have so many tumultuous, tumultuous uh, stories about, you know, coworkers who I thought were my friends. And, like, I, I disclosed personal information with them about myself and vice versa and all this other stuff. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I shouldn't know that you got... I shouldn't know what you got going on in your personal life when we work together. Um, and I've had too many experiences with old coworkers where we are too much in each other's personal lives to the point where we it was like... You know, one of the supervisors I had in the past told us too much about his life to the point where we didn't even listen to him because we thought we were like equals. You know what I'm saying? Uh, In a in a in a corporate setting, in a corporate setting, like in reality, the hierarchy is that we're not equals. Like I'm an employee. Right. And so when you cross those boundaries as a as with the power dynamic, you create this false sense of intimacy and a false sense of uh, camaraderie with your staff. And and then it's when it's time for when it was time for him to hold us accountable or do certain things as a team, we struggled because it's like, fuck you. 
you know, like I know all your personal business. I know your relationship business. I know that your marriage failing. I know this, that, the third. Well, I fuck you, boy. But do I think that that's okay? No. But was it was it a struggle to get the work done as a team, knowing that we had this type of relationship with our uh, supervisor? Absolutely. Uh, and when it comes to relationship boundaries with family, y'all know how I feel about family. Y'all know how I feel about parents. And if you don't know, go back a few episodes, you'll find out. Um, but yeah, family will really have you fucked up. And so, you, you know, like um, in a nutshell, what I'm going to say is uh, I want to say back in 2020, I did a family cutoff with some of my family members. And if you're ever interested in what that means, I can send you a video on how to do a family cutoff. But basically, I just really um, well, I gave prior to 2020. In 2019, I went around to all the different relationships in my life that I felt need, needed healing, which were probably all of them. And um, and I just addressed like, hey, you know, like I, I went as far as back as I needed to. And, I, you know, like with one of my old friends, I was like, yeah, like um, this shit happened 10 years ago and it just never sat right with me. And this is what this is what's causing a riff in our relationship. And this is why we can't connect in this way no more. Uh, and I'm sorry it took me so long to tell you. I just found out that this is a problem for me. And so um, I address these situations with different people in my life, family, friends, co- uh, co-workers at the time, whoever. And I like I let them know, like, our relationship has changed. And if we want it to be better, um, this is the work that we're going to need to do to get that work, you know, get 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 to build that, build what we thought we had or build a better bond. And some of those relationships didn't last. Um, and I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about establishing boundaries, too. Um, but some of those relationships didn't last. And then some of them like some of them were received well, like my feedback was received well. And um, at that I thought, right, I thought it was. And so then a year later, you know, I checked back in with these different people who I'm like, OK, in the last year, this is what has changed and this is what hasn't changed and da, da, da. and so it's just like you know where do we go from here and so a lot of my relationships ended in the past my past relationships had ended and I was okay with it at the time and I mean I still am but it just sucked you know because they're you know I, these are people I still wanted in my life so anyway fast forward I got to the family cutoff and I learned how to do the family cutoff and basically I got to a point where I kept having to just to be transparent it was with my mother she um she was just really not respecting the boundary I was setting with her in my family dynamic and she kept crossing this specific boundary with me and it got to a point where my sister even pointed it out she was like you know Shanice doesn't like this and so uh, can you please not do it because you know she's going to get upset my sister had to step in and be like you know Shanice doesn't like that right and so um And so it got to a point where I had to do a family cutoff. And basically, in short, what a family cutoff is, is you 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 write a letter. In this case, it was a text because I was like, I'm not about to send you no fucking piece of mail. I would if I needed to. But um, I I wrote out a letter and basically was saying this 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 is um, this is you're being cut off. And this is why Um, the the reason is in this cutoff approach exercise, keeping the why short is very important because you don't want at this point this and like my mother was given ample opportunity to make it right. Right. And so I kept the why very short 
for that reason. She knows why. Like, I'm not even going to pretend like she doesn't. Like, I've told you, I've been very vocal about it, right? And so then I told her, I told her and another family member, I said, the um, this cutoff is in effect for 365 days. And so in those 365 days, I please do not reach out to me. Do not contact me um, and X, Y, and Z unless it is for terminal illness or sudden death. And so if if any of those family members got like terminal, terminally ill or um, somebody died, we weren't you weren't to speak to me. Um, and so um, and so I was just explaining, like, do not send a message through anybody else because it won't be honored. And I will I will establish that boundary with that other person as well. And then I left it at that. And so I want to say halfway into the year, I started to see a change um into in those family members unfortunately not my mom you know mom <laughs> moms are different especially black moms I don't know what's in AT but you know what I'm saying so um and I'm very transparent about my relationship with my mom it is what it is and my healing is other people's healing too and sometimes them damn mamas need to be cut the fuck off and so um and so when it comes to the familial boundary I you know like I had to cut I had to cut a few of my family members off and be that cold about it because it was detrimental to my mental health. And I've been, I, uh, these are situations that I was in where I had already established with them. Like here is an, this is an issue and I need, I need it to change. And if it doesn't change, our relationship will change. Right. Um, and so my relationship with the other family members has changed in a positive way. You know, it's just like, you know, more more power to my mom it's just something that she's not interested in and is not willing to see eye to eye about which is fine therefore you are like we our relationship is where it is uh so yeah family boundaries don't be afraid to establish boundaries with these crusty ass family members okay if they ain't doing nothing for you <laughs> if they ain't filling your cup up move around you dead weight dog so anyway personal boundaries so let's talk about personal boundaries. Uh, the definition of a personal boundaries are guidelines and rules we set for ourselves to ensure we are being aware of our needs and being aware of how we can respect and meet those needs in a healthy way. <sighs> yes. So these talking about boundaries, <laughs> personal boundaries are really important. Um, I think really they're zero, no higher when it comes to showing up in relationships, excuse me, and showing up anywhere. Like when it comes to, you know, like it's about to be the new year and January 1 is notorious for, uh, January 1 is notorious for new year, new me. Okay. New year, new me. You know what? That is a saying that I've... I can, that can die. That saying can definitely die. Because I don't believe it anymore. Sorry, y'all. I had to plug in my computer so it wouldn't die. So... <clears throat> excuse me. So we got new year, new me. <clears throat> And we got people who are into New Year's resolutions and setting goals for themselves to, you know, just achieve a better version of themselves and da-da-da. Um, 
I don't want to I, I, I don't want to burst nobody's bubble and I don't want to discourage nobody. I just want to reframe. I just want to reframe that idea. Okay? So when it comes to personal boundaries and setting goals for yourselves, guidelines and rules for how we show up and respect ourselves and, and meet our needs, I think it's really important to um, set an in, in, intention. I intend to develop these habits this year. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I think when it comes to diet culture and the fitness scene, um, billion dollar industry. Why? Because they teach people that they need to be new instead of transformed. They teach people that you just need to drop the weight, stop eating all the stuff you eat. Just stop it. Just go cold turkey and follow this really crazy ass calorie deficient diet and just carry yourself a certain way that's not realistic to anybody not everybody's a jillian michaels okay not everybody's that bow tie dude or whatever tie bow dude i can't think of nobody else the only nigga i really fuck with is sean t um and his husband that's my nigga always been my nigga since hip-hop abs and insanity when it comes to workouts, home workouts, I'll always do his home workouts because he's so positive. And inside and outside of his workouts, he's always like, we will we will transform. You know what I'm saying? Like life is a roller coaster. Like we'll go up and down. You can take all the recipes that I have. You can do all this. You can do all that. But if you don't build the habits that you need realistically for yourself, you won't achieve your goals. And he's like, you don't got to look like me. You don't got to do the workout like me. You don't got to look like us on the video, you know? And he has dance videos and everything. And he's gay as fuck and he's proud as fuck. You know what I'm saying? So I really fuck with Shanti. So, um, and so, um, yeah, I think it's really important to establish those boundaries um, personally. Like this is, this is the time that I will allot to this. And the intention that I set for limiting the time is to build X habit. You know, like I believe in building habits instead of like doing things cold turkey or just doing things that are out of your character. Like, let's be real. Like I've been I've been eating a certain way and certain triggers that I have triggered me to um, desire certain food and um, want you know, want certain food at a certain time and this, that, and a third. Now, can I develop better habits to eat at different times and have a boundary on when I, you know what I'm saying? Like there's times where I've taken break, taken a break from eating chocolate. I love every, everybody that know me know I love chocolate. I love chocolate so much. Chocolate cookies, chocolate candy, chocolate milk. And no, I'm just saying, I don't eat, I don't drink chocolate milk, but you know what I'm saying? I really love chocolate, right? And so sometimes I know I can overdo it. And sometimes I know it's okay to take a break. And sometimes there's been times where I've withheld from um, engaging, like uh, indulging in chocolate so that I can miss the taste because I can have it anytime I want to. So why not take a break and miss the taste so that when I can eat it again, it gives me that, you know, it fulfills me in that way that I like it the most. Right. And so, um, yeah. 
I think uh, the definition saying meet your needs in a healthy way. I went right to food, but for like for real, like sometimes food can really impact our mental health and our emotional health because it's like you go into that cycle of shame and we're going into that time of year where it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be all over social media. People are going to be talking about it. You know, like there's going to be the very slim people who are like, oh my God, I'm so fat. I got to get skinnier. And it's like, they're not going to be mindful of the fact that they're around larger people and, you know, perpetuating these diet culture uh, ways of being, you know what I'm saying? So what boundaries, what personal boundaries do we need to have in place so that we can protect our mental and emotional health? Um, and if we're, if we're, if we're like changing our habits surrounding food, how are we doing that in a way that respects us as an individual? You know what I'm saying? Please do not give into diet culture. Do not give into fitness culture and all that, you know, like do what, do what you do, what you need to do for you. And have realistic body goals and be honest with yourself and, and you know, love you. Like, I, w- I really want to encourage that. It's taken me a real, 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 real long time to love my body as much as I do now. And I can improve. I can be way better than how I am about my body now. I still have my own struggles, right? Um, so, you know, like, I, 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 share, I share those sentiments because I feel deeply about it. And, like, you know, not, not loving the skin that you're in can be detrimental to um, your mental health and emotional health and your decision making and stuff like that. So anyway, now the moment we're all waiting for, no, I'm just playing. I don't think everybody's always waiting for the moment to talk about sex. But, you know, like I said, when it comes to all these boundaries, I feel like you can establish them inside and outside of uh, sex um, and sexual, sexual settings, sexual conversations, sexual, etc. And so, um, and then also, the next the next part of the the notes is i'm going to explain what sexual boundaries are and then i'm going to explain what they what they include and then i'm going to explain what they can sound like but i also want you to keep in mind the interchanging piece so when i when i get to where where a sexual boundary what a sexual boundary can sound like i'm going to give a few examples of how that can sound inside and outside of sex right cuz i feel like this conversation is fluid in the way that it works consent is fluid you know etc etc so a sexual boundary are healthy boundaries that include consent agreement respect understanding of preferences and desires and privacy now something that i want to uh, uh, sidebar when it comes to pr- privacy and respect that's a whole nother conversation when it comes to hookup culture and you know having sex with you know people and da 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 but when it comes to privacy and respect, I have my theory about hookup culture, about the fact that it, you don't have to disrespect people just to have sex with them. Or you don't, you know what I'm saying? I think that that's on some like, like, but you can keep your sexual, um, you can keep your sexual shit private. You can keep your sexual desires private um, with you and that person. There's a difference between secrecy and privacy. So, um, but anyway, that's the definition of sexual boundary. So a healthy sexual boundary can include, but not limited to, I want to make that clear, um, asking for consent. Okay. So when you ask for consent, I also want to add that you have to be okay with hearing no. I'm gonna let that sit. If somebody says no, no means no. Okay. Let it go let it go (laughs) but when you ask for consent and you get a no accept that okay because that's a healthy sexual boundary 
an enthusiastic yes or an enthusiastic no. No way fans are buts about it. You know, I was having a conversation with my friend the other day and he was just saying like when I was younger, I was I was trying to get it on with this one girl. And, you know, I asked her, I asked her for some head, but she was back and forth about it. And I, he was like, I need you to tell me yes or no, you know, and he's like, I'm not going to be mad. But and I believe him. I believe that he wouldn't have been mad, you know, because he's just that respectful, like of a person. But I'm like, damn, that's a really good point. Like it's, you know, you know, um, and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and tell him this. Like if it, if the if the if the yes isn't enthusiastic, I would just I would just walk away, you know, and just let it, you know, let that person breathe for a little bit because there's something that they are not ready for or you know I think sometimes especially and we're going to talk about this when it comes to purity culture sometimes when it comes to women and I don't know if men or other genders of people deal with this too but it's something about being a um a woman especially in society where they say your body depreciates in value the more you give it to other people or the more you share it with other people and so I could almost like there's been times where I've been in a sexual setting when I was younger in my early 20s and I'm like going back and forth whether I want to have sex with a person or do a sexual activity with them and I'm like will this will they still respect me will I be less of a person you know like what if they leave me after this and this that and the third so there's all this mental banter that comes with uh, saying yes or no and there's been times where I've said there's times where I've said yes because um because there's times I said yes because I wanted to do it. There's times I said yes because I didn't want the person to be mad at me. And then there's times I said yes because I wasn't sure. I wasn't, I'm like, well, we could get started and I'll figure out if I want to stop, you know? <laughs> Dangerous, danger. I just, <laughs> I was just in danger. But you know, I live and learn and now I know better. And I spent enough time to, with myself to know that uh you know what i'm saying it's okay like if if i tell someone no and then they walk away because of that fine you know you have the right to walk away but also i have the right to um withhold my body and whatever it is that i will and won't do and maybe it's not at that time you know what i'm saying like maybe i just don't want to do that right now maybe i don't want to do that with you but you know um but that's a whole nother ego conversation. But anyway, so sexual, healthy sexual boundaries include asking consent, discussing and asking for what pleases you, which is something I practice a lot with my last partner, um, requesting condom use if you want, if you want it, discussing contraception, contraception, saying no to things that you do not do not like or that hurt you uh, and protecting the privacy of the person of the other person. <laughs> privacy 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 come on with the privacy um i want to double back to saying no to things that you don't like or that uh that hurt you um uh, it's you know to the people who are engaging in certain sexual acts but haven't really thought about why um or even thought about you know i think sometimes we engage in sexual acts so mindlessly that we're like, damn, I don't even really like that. Or damn, does that really fulfill me? Or even paying attention to like, oh, when, when we do X, Y, and Z, I, I really like that. And so I want to lead with that. Or I want that to be my exclusive experience, you know? Like, uh, I want to do, I, do, I want to do tongue kissing, anal, and, and um, you know, foreplay. F- tongue kissing, a little bit of heavy petting, and some anal, you know? Um, those are my sweet spots. I really like that shit. You know, like 
Are we really taking time to think about that? Are we taking time to slow down and think about the sexual experiences that we really, really like? Or when we, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was having a conversation with somebody and they were like, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I might not, I forgot, what the fuck did they say? I might not know blah, 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 but I know how to fuck. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, well, what is fucking? You know what I'm saying? Because in my mind, when I think of fucking, um, compared to making love, this conversation I was having, the making love conversations I was having with somebody else. But, um, you know, like, what is fucking? What is the speed of fucking? Because in my mind, when it comes to fucking, that's a very fast, aggressive type of activity. And it goes pretty quick. But when you're fucking, can you really take time? Is there space and time for you to really digest what's happening? You know, um, yeah, you know, like in my walk with sexual, sexual discipline, I had a lot of time to process these things um, and really like uh, divulge into what can cause more harm and what can be more triggering, um, what I'm willing to negotiate about, like what activity I'm willing to negotiate um, or really willing to engage in, should I have a partner that I want to fulfill that desire for them? And, it, you know, it's like not on my plate, right? Or the things that I absolutely like, this is at the top of my list. Boom, boom, and boom. I like this. This is what I do, you know? And when it comes to pri- like privacy and respecting people's sexual preferences, uh, that's where the conversational piece comes in. Ask talk about it and express like hey I really I really like this and what do you feel about that can we do more that more often you know um with my last partner I had really positives I had uh I had a few positive experiences with them because we talked a lot about it before we engaged in it and I think that that's something I'll take into um my current situation and and in the future whatever it is right and so um Talk about it, please. Please talk about it. Even if you're hooking up, even if it's your sneaky link, please, to the sneaky links out there, please just talk to your person. It don't have to be all romantic. If it's a sneaky link, you don't have to get all emotional and do all that extra stuff. Just, hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, what you like? What you like? You like when I do that? You don't like that? Okay, I'm gonna stop doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to disrespect the sneaky link. You don't have to disrespect the hookup, okay? Be nice. Boom. <laughs> so then <clears throat> these uh these sexual boundaries can sound like now rem- remember the interchanging inter- piece boom do you do you want to have sex now N- number two is this comfortable for you number three tell me what you like number four tell me what you don't like Number five, I don't like that. Let's try something different. Number six, I don't want to have sex tonight. Can we cuddle? Number seven, I'm really into blank. Is some is that something you would be comfortable with? Okay. So when I say the interchangeable piece, you could say, um, do you want to have sex now? Or Okay, boom. Do you want to talk about this right now? Do you have the capacity to for me to vent right now? Um, Can we talk about, can we talk about blah, 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 right? Or is this comfortable for you? That can be, that can be anything. You drive, you sit in, I'm driving in the car and you sitting in my passenger seat. Is it comfortable? Is is that comfortable for you? You know, you can scoot the seat back. Sometimes people don't want you touching their shit. 
right? But let somebody know, is this comfortable for you? Scoot the seat back. You good? Or um, you you laying in my bed. Is this comfortable for you? You need you need another pillow? Or we're talking about a certain topic. Is this comfortable for you? What, would you like to talk about something else? I, I noticed that you, you're getting a little tense while we talk about blah, 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 blah. Should we talk about something else, right? Um, t- uh, tell me what you like. We about to go out to eat. Tell me what you like, what you want to go eat. Tell me what you don't like. Let's decide. Let's let's find a medium. You know I'm always down to get some Chipotle. But I know you're probably tired of eating Chipotle. Let's go eat something else. What you want? What you want? What you want? What you want to eat? What you like? <laughs> okay? And then, um, boom. I don't like that. Let's try something different. Okay? I, I, I don't like it when you talk about this. Can we talk about something else? I don't like it when you do that. Can you do... I don't like it when you stand that close to me. Can you can you try something else like backing the fuck up? You know, like... <laughs> These these boundaries and what they can sound like are interchangeable through, through different relationships. Boom. Go back to the conversation I was having with my mom. I don't like it when you talk. Look, we ain't talking about that no more. Like, I don't. Can we talk about something else? I don't like it when you do that. Can you do something else? Right? They're interchangeable. Uh, okay. And so let's talk about sexual boundary violations. So I just want to issue a trigger warning because I'm going to speed through these. Um, but then I'm going to talk about them. Okay. So trigger warning really quick. Um, so a sexual boundary violation can be like sulking, punishing, or getting angry if some, someone doesn't want to have sex. I want people to keep that in mind. When you cop an attitude, after somebody tells you, no, that is a sexual boundary violation. I would, I would fuck the boundary. That's a sexual violation. Do not take your anger out on me because I don't want to have sex with you. That's violent. Okay? <laughs> Boom. Um, number two, asking for consent. Not asking for consent. Not asking for consent is a sexual boundary violation. Um, pressuring to engage in unwanted sexual acts, unwanted sexual comments, leering, lying about contraceptive use, lying about sexual health history, criticizing the other person's sexual preference, and trigger warning, unwanted touch, assault, or rape. Now, I want to double back really quick to um, a line about contraceptive use. I've had a lot of I've had a lot of conversations with people who have women who have had sex with men who lied about having putting the condom on. And I just want to let all women know, and all people know, all women, femme folks, anybody, if somebody, if you if you request that someone put on a condom, and they don't put it on in front of you with the light on. Or they, t- or they try to take it off while you guys are having sex, you can walk away and you can say no. And you can find somebody else. Because somebody who would do something like that to you does not respect boundaries. They don't respect themselves. And they don't respect you. And that is inappropriate. And it's a violation. Okay? I've, ha- I've, I've heard about that too many times. People pretending like they put it on a condom. Whether they, have, whether they feel like it feels better. Uh, without the condom, which I think is like one of the biggest myths. And uh, also, um, maybe they're trying to get, get you pregnant. And 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, that is a real thing. P- people getting, you know, men getting women pregnant to quote unquote trap them in a relationship because of X, Y, and Z and da, da, da. Please be careful when you're sleeping with these people. You know, if, if you are about to sleep with someone who is not having, they don't have a healthy relationship with themselves and their genitalia and their, they don't have a good sexual relationship with themselves, please run, go somewhere else, find somebody else. Because I promise you there's somebody else. For every person who won't respect your sexual boundaries, there's 10 more that will. 
It takes time to find them. You know, just keep, just keep looking. I promise you. Um, but you can walk away. You can walk away. Um, and lying about sexual health history, another violation. I've had conversations with people who have um, have been in situations with folks who did not disclose that they were HIV positive. That is such an important conversation to have. And that's why when it comes to our STD, STI conversation, I encourage people to have these conversations up front and let people know like, hey, can we go get tested together? And if we're not going to go get tested together, can we get tested in this timeline and commit to not having sex with other people and show each other each other's uh, results and then engage? Because that builds so much trust in it, the more trust and foundation you build with a person, whether it is a long-term relationship or a hookup, um, the uh, the better it is to... Um, the- the better it is to engage in sexual activity and the better sexual experiences you will have. I promise you, I promise you the more trust and and respect you build with folks, the better the sex. I promise you, I'll, I'll put money on that. (laughs) I'll put money on that. The more you talk, the more, the more you engage and have respect for each other. I promise. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. And if, if you, if you feel like you've been violated, if your boundaries are, are, have been violated, please speak out, please say something to somebody, reach out and, and, and say something, talk to, like, I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna get into it in a second, but don't be afraid to speak out and find, excuse me, find healthy relationships with folks, um, that will listen to you and validate and hear you, you know what I'm saying? And help you. Okay, and that that that's the that's that serves the purpose of the sex talk too because you know the more I have these conversations, the more I realize that these conversations aren't being had, especially in the black community, and like that's that's the the lens that I view this from, and that's what I center, and um the I'm I'm anti I'm anti sickness, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not I'm not with that sickness that we've been living with for so long in our lives and in our culture. It's time to call that shit out. Okay? Call it out. Call the thing a thing. And if you don't know how to do it, just just start blurting shit out. Look. Ah, This is my truth. Start somewhere. (laughs) Call on the divine. I need help with this. Okay, boom. How How to develop a boundary, right? Now, like I said, this isn't law. And not what I say. There's so many more ways to develop a boundary. This, This is just something that... These are things that I've used to uh, develop boundaries over time. And like like with most things, with practice, you know, you, you improve with practice, okay? And so I just want to say, um, I just wanted to put that out there before I say this. And like I said, I want y'all to know that what I say is not law. Not everybody's approach is going to look the same. Boom. So um, I would say things that have worked for me when I'm, when I'm developing a boundary is I check in with myself and I assess what I dislike. And sometimes that looks like a real meditative space, you know, like sometimes I've had to close my eyes and breathe, you know, like I've gotten into, I've gotten to a place where I trust my body enough to know that it will tell me, you know, working from the inside out. And I know that might sound weird to some people, but if you're into meditating and you're into like body worship and body prayers, you'll understand what I'm saying. Um, There's times where I've meditated and a word comes up 
never even heard of it. Never even heard of the word. I had to look it up and be like, damn, this word is real. But it came from my spirit. It came from the inside. You know what I'm saying? So I would literally put my hand over my heart or and my hand over my belly, which is my gut and like where where my instinct come from, where my intuition come from, where the, where the spirit at, right? In my soul. And I'll breathe and I'll say, like, especially when anxiety is like really tight in my chest or in my throat, our body will talk to us if we just take a minute to listen and, and, and let it talk. Let it talk. Like if we shut our mouth and listen, our body will let us know what the fuck is up. And so I'll check in with myself and assess what I dislike. And then I'll decide what type of boundary I need to have in place to protect myself. And sometimes that sometimes journaling helps, too. It's like, I did not like when this happened and da, 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 da. And so take a minute. I've taken a minute to meditate on, you know, how can I prevent that from happening in the future? And how do I need to address this moving forward with this person or this group of people or this setting? Right. Um, And then I'll process with my mental health professional, God, mom, trusted friends um, about the new boundary because now it's taking time. I got to build that muscle because in order for me to be violated, like when there was a violation, Something was not there to protect me. You know what I'm saying? And I was unaware of it. So now I got to get up the courage and the strength and the confidence to be like, no. Uh, You know what I'm saying? So, uh, (laughs) so boom, I got to build that muscle. And sometimes building that muscle comes from having conversations with trusted people in my ecosystem, especially my mental health professional. Okay. And so then... Um, when establishing the boundary, I've learned to be clear and firm and ask for support if I needed it. And so like, for example, going back to coworker relationships, there's been times where I've had to establish boundaries with coworkers and maybe I don't, maybe, okay. In my early twenties, I was really like, I was really like a firecracker. Like, you know what I'm saying? I already talked loud. I use my hands, you know what I'm saying? People have called me intimidating and aggressive which is weird because I'm so fucking sweet, right? But um, <laughs> sometimes I get a little escalated, <laughs> you know, and I'm not trying to lose my job. <laughs> so I'll ask for a supervisor to be present or to mediate the situation. Um, and there was one conversation in particular I had with an co- old coworker where we had to have two supervisors present. Uh, and I sat there and I was quiet. I let the person speak and say what they thought the problem was. And they had no idea what I was about to say. Clearly, like the girl was just talking and talking and talking. And she's like, you know, I feel like you don't like me because of this and that. And all this personal shit. I'm like, bitch, we work together. What the fuck you being personal for? But the shit that I had to address with her was because she was being racist about a bunch of shit. So I laid it on her. And I told her straight up, like, this will be a problem if it continues. And this is why this is why it's a problem in the first place. So I had to be really firm and, and, and clear. And now well before now, this was in the beginning of my, um, you know, anti-racist work or, you know, just becoming more conscious. And this woman started to cry. This is well before I understood what white women tears were. Right. And so the me, the, the me on the inside, I'm like, oh, shit, she crying. Like as a person, I'm like, damn, she crying like she she real sad because I just straight up called her a racist like she is. But, you know, I was just I just had a little more empathy, you know, displaced empathy 
when I was in my earlier 20s. Um, but me on the outside, I was like, this has caused me way too much harm to show any emotion towards her. And in hindsight, I'm glad I, I'm glad I didn't. She didn't see me sweat. Now, mind you, I cried about it, too. But I cried uh, the whole few days prior up to us having the meeting. And I had to be firm and let her know, like, this shit ain't cool. Not only did she affect me, but she affected our other co-workers and other people that were approaching me about it too and so I'm like it's not just me because at first I was taking it personal but I realized she was harming other people and so I wasn't trying to make myself the beacon of the situation however I needed to let her know that shit not gonna fly with me no more so after that I you know I established a boundary I asked for support they were there to support me and I was clear and firm and you know after that it took some time but we kind of built this you know unique bond it was you know it was interesting it was more so like she was remorseful and like um apologetic about her behavior and she did change she did change shout out to you i ain't gonna say your name but you know hmm. good on her anyway and good on me too because I, I really wanted to knock that bitch out but anyway um <laughs> so boom I want to also say protect your mental health when establishing a boundary. So for people who are not used to establishing boundaries, I want to let you know that it's not easy. It's not easy at all. It's easy to say it, but it's it's a whole fucking ball. It's a whole nother ball game to establish a boundary with people that, especially if you got history with them, especially if they're your mother, your father, your parent, your siblings, your nephews, nieces, aunties, uncles, um, other relatives, you know, um, especially people in power dynamics when it comes to work or your managers or whoever, whoever, or, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you've been in a relationship with uh, a friend or uh, a significant other you know it's that it's that fear like damn I'm, uh, I might lose my friend because of this or this that and the third or blah 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 it's scary I'm not even finna, I'm not finna flex I'm not gonna act like this is easy it's not you know but it's it's you or them and I and I say choose you because if you ain't good who, 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 what you gonna do be miserable no nope stop it now anyway but um, so when I, what I mean by uh, protecting your mental health when establishing a boundary, right? Um, depending on the nature of the relationship, the person you are establishing a boundary with may attack you or, or combat your request. That is a real hard place to be in, right? So they may gaslight you or convince you as to why the boundary shouldn't exist. Now, this could be if you're dealing with a narcissist. Narcissists are fucking dangerous, okay? Okay. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that, but also like sometimes people who, sometimes people who are not the healthiest are in the best place or they're not even used to boundaries. Maybe you're the first person to establish a boundary with them. Or maybe it's been 10 plus years that you've been in relationship with this person and they're like, what the fuck? Like now I can't access you in a way that I feel comfortable. What I'm used to after this decade, you know what I'm saying? So um, they might gaslight you or convince you that you don't need that boundary or that you're being crazy or they might attack you. Now, as soon as you, the, the best way to identify an attack is when a motherfucker is using you statements. When you address a, when you establish a boundary with someone, you want to stick to I and me statements. I, I am uncomfortable with X, Y, and Z. And it, it, it bothers me when this happens, right? That's all about me. Okay. And in, in order for to move forward from here, I need this to happen. I'm requesting that this change takes place. They might not like that, okay? 
Um, so when you're developing a boundary, be mindful that you may have to end a relationship if it is a non-negotiable boundary that they are not willing to honor. Be okay with walking away. <laughs> Please. Please, for your mental sanity, be okay with walking away, okay? I was just having this conversation with my sister earlier about, like, the the, the maternal instinct within me, like, um the yearning for maternal instinct you know me and my mom we've had this up and down relationship which I'm sure is not unique and that's why I'm open about it because I don't think that I am the only one in the world going through it I know that I'm not but I said this to say as a human being I I just I just I've had a desire for fraternal energy and maternal energy and I found I found that in other people that are not my biological parents. Um, I found that in people who are not my biological brother or uncles or it, da, da, da. I found those healthy relationships after I just accepted like these are things that I need to grow. And so, like I said, a part of my ecosystem, I, I have I have God moms, TTs, um, chosen aunts, chosen sisters, chosen siblings, chosen every you know what I'm saying? I'm a build I'm a build my community around me. You know what I'm saying? But after that's that's after so long of me suffering without these things and trying to force relationships with my biological family that they did not have the capacity to give me, right? Um so I just wanted to say that like don't be afraid, don't be afraid to either walk away from your mom or take a break for you from your mom. Cause I promise you, there's feminine energy out there that you know there's people out there holding on to that feminine energy that would love to give it to you they'll love to share that with you they'll love to nurture you love it they would you know like my titi she doesn't have a daughter she has all sons and she just loves it she just loves just to love me she loved me so much you know what i'm saying but if i wouldn't open up to her and you know share disclose certain things and just been like hey i really i really love you for these things and i really want more of that from you you know like the conversation has happened to that capacity in certain ways um but it just developed and and you know i have the divine to thank for that because i called on the divine and i'm like i need help and this is what i want and i got it and so i said that to say have enough have enough trust in god the universe and everything that's divine or whatever you believe in to know that what you're looking for you'll have you'll find it you you will get it don't don't believe in scarcity mentality not even just about money i'm talking about love relationships uh, um, and people that will respect you and cherish you as you should be right um and then last but not least when it comes to guilt that comes with building boundaries um i just want to say boundaries can feel mean they can feel harsh they can feel unnecessary but i'm here to tell you that all of that is a fucking lie okay boundaries are important they uh take a ton of practice so if you, you if you're trying to build a boundary and, and you and you you know what i'm saying you don't execute it in the way that you feel um is good enough for you don't beat yourself up keep practicing and keep establishing those boundaries and keep looking for those people who will respect you and reciprocate that um and then also uh once you start you will heal once you start establishing boundaries with people you will heal and there will be no going back to a life without no boundaries and i promise you that i promise you that but it's worth it okay and then uh the people who love and respect and value you will absolutely respect your boundaries I'm so confident about that if if you if you have people in your life okay if you're listening at this point and you and you hear this if you have people in your life who don't respect your boundaries first of all who came to mind 
you don't even have to tell me. <laughs> you don't even have to tell me, okay? Because that's between you and God. But if that person doesn't respect your boundaries, maybe they lack respect for you, okay? And maybe it's time to it's time to change the relationship, okay? <laughs> okay? But I promise you, I promise you, there's people out there that will respect you and love you and cherish you. You just gotta, you just gotta make space for them. There ain't enough space in your room. There's too many people disrespecting your boundaries in the space, so they can't fit. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta throw some people out. <laughs> okay, so um, and the last two things is if people value the place they hold in your life, they will respect your boundaries. Remember that. Remember that. Remember that. Okay, this might be a year from now that you you think of this. And I'm okay with that because sometimes it takes some time. But if people really value the place in in your life that they hold, they will respect your boundaries. They will respect you. And last but not least, boundaries are a sign of self-love and self-respect. And when people honor them, they reciprocate that sentiment for themselves. And so if you're trying to embark on a journey of self-love, self-respect, self-esteem, you want to look for those type of people who have boundaries, established boundaries with you too. I can't tell you how many times that I've, well, I, two in particular, ah, three, three, three people in particular where our relationship had to change because I was begging them to have better boundaries and they just didn't, you know, and, and, and that's on them. That's between them. But I cannot with good conscience, um, engage in a relationship with anybody, anybody, not relationship in general. If you do not establish boundaries with me, you cannot, I just, I can't handle being afraid in my space, you know what I'm saying? Like thinking that I'm violating you and I don't know because you won't tell me. <laughs> I don't want to violate you, but it's okay because it's like that person has to go on that journey. That person has to figure that out for themselves. They have to figure out what they do and don't like. And and maybe they have porous boundaries and maybe they benefit from that or maybe they can't retain information that way because of whatever, you know what I'm saying? Just wrap it all up to full bring it full circle but just keep those things in mind when it comes to boundaries it's not easy okay um but they're 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 very necessary and like i said i feel like um from from physical to time conversational relationship personal sexual it's all interchangeable it's all interchangeable okay boundaries are boundaries and something i know about life is that the work works when you work so if you just keep working on you and doing your work, it'll work. I promise. Um, and y'all pray for me with these rigid ass boundaries. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Okay. So anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for rocking with us all year. Um, this is the last episode of the season and I'm going to miss you guys in the meantime, but, um, you know how it is, you know, I, I finish up the season. I do a review. I have a think tank and I talk to, I chop it up with the supporters who want their voice to be heard. And then we queue it up for uh, season five. And so who, who would have thought we would have been here five seasons later? Well, four seasons later, complete right now, um, doing this thing. So, um, I'm excited for the new year and I really appreciate y'all um don't be afraid to establish boundaries in this new year and keep me posted don't hesitate to reach out don't hesitate to dm me don't hesitate to um shoot an email or you know chop it drop a comment let me know how your boundary work is going 
and let me know how much better you feel because of it and and also let me know how hard it can be too because I promise you um it will get it, it you will feel lonely but I promise you there's a difference between being alone and feeling lonely okay because loneliness is like a, it's like it's a pain being alone is peace okay and so, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a difference, but it, it will get hard. And I'm sure you might be mad at me like, fuck, Sonny, why the fuck did she convince me to establish boundaries? I'll take that. I'll take that. You could be mad. Because the boundaries going to win at the end of the day. You going to win. You going to win. I'm on your side. Okay, so um, if you want to support us, please continue to share this information. Share the our, our uh, Cash App, our Venmo, our uh, Facebook, Instagram. Share, share it keep talking about it okay i love and appreciate y'all i'm about to go drink some water because my voice is so raspy but happy new year i love and appreciate y'all so much please 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 be safe um stay socially distant stay masked up and if you're into the vaccine please go get it um because I, I got vaccinated and i'm sure that the symptoms were like less worse than they were because i am vaccinated so okay tgyl bye